that you got. Bet you Putin got you one way ticket. Don't ya? Don't ya? Don't ya? Russia, Russia, Russia. <laughs> Don't you like Russia, Russia, Russia? Don't you like Russia, Russia, Russia? Better than you like your own, yeah. Bet you like Russia better than your own home, yeah. Bet you'll like Russia, Russia, Russia better than. Your own home, motherfucker, especially if you can stay out of prison. But eventually, you'll get caught for. Fucking something. Fucking something. Gotta get caught for fucking jaywalking. Whatever the fuck it takes. <coughs> no, jaywalking is a bad example. Anyway, let's get back to the show. I'm writing a song. Okay, here's here's what I got so far. It's a Russia, Russia, Russia song for Trump. Russia, Russia, Russia. All you want to talk about is Russia, Russia, Russia. Excuse me if I see... I'm not sure I know these things. Excuse me if I see... Right to your head, I'll haven't conceded yet, motherfucker. Haven't you conceded yet? From 2020. <coughs> GFY, GFY. Don't fuck yourself, so loser. You really took this thing too far, yeah. Russia, Bet you Putin got you a one-way ticket, don't ya? Da-da-da-da I'm at the store looking at you I hear the beat Bet you like Russia No, it's, it's kind of like punk It's kind of like Sex Pistols Bet you like Russia, Russia, Russia better than your own home, motherfucker. Especially if you could stay out of prison. But eventually you get caught for fucking something. Russia, Russia, Russia. You can go to Russia, motherfucker, motherfucker. You can go to Russia, Russia, Russia. Motherfucker, motherfucker, motherfucker. Please pack your bags. Pack your shit, please. Pack your shit. Shit and... Um... Don't let the door hit. <coughs> <coughs> You on that fat rump on the way, yeah. Yeah, on that fat, lardy, lumpy rump. <laughs> lumpy, trumpy rump. Not trumpy rump. Trumple stilt skin. Trumple stilt skin. Trump World Axiom or something like that. 
Trumpelstiltskin lived in a Please pack your shit in Don't let the door hit ya Hit ya on that fat Lottie Rumpy Trumpy Trumpy Rumpy Trumpo's dead skin Get on a plane Motherfucker And hit yourself to Russia, Russia, Russia Get on a plane, motherfucker, and get yourself to Russia, Russia, Russia. Russia, Russia. Yeah, Mother Russia, Mother Russia. <laughs> A song I made called. Uh, Trumple stilt skin. No, this is called. Uh, I wanted to look into this situation where some lawsuit, some weird lawsuit about SCOTUS reinstating Trump. I saw something about it on Instagram and it's, they person made it sound like SCOTUS was going to look at it, but this says a month ago Supreme Court strikes down lawsuits seeking to reinstate Trump as president on this Farron balance. That's his, name. his name is Farron Cousins, apparently. Uh. <laughs> Um, this is one year ago. Supreme Court orders Biden administration to restart Trump remain in Mexico policy. That's fucking... They should all be... They should be fucking, um, driven out of office. Fuck up. Fuck that shit. Okay. <clears throat> Snap your W-2 and file well, and stay for free. Simple tax returns only. See Supreme Court looked mm. at this lawsuit, actually had a discussion about it, and then said, you know what? Yeah, we're not inclined to take up a case brought by three brothers from the state of Utah that was seeking to reinstate Donald Trump as president by kicking lawsuit. out President Biden, kicking out Vice President Harris, <laughs> forbidding former Vice President Mike Pence from retaking office and expelling 387 members of Congress. <coughs> the Supreme Court suit actually had a discussion about it and then said, you know what? Yeah, well, we're about not crazy gonna... shit like that. Not... Trista. Mm, they're talking about crazy uh, lawsuits. Why don't we take it the other way? And we actually have justice on our sides by calling for Trump to be charged with insurrection, treason, terrorism, and election fraud. That'd be a good start. <clears throat> Go for the fucking death penalty. No, come on, Trista. That's a little too extreme. Well, you know, the fun of fucking punishment fits... Crimes. <coughs> I think I'm the only person in America calling for the fucking death penalty for Donald Jackass Trump. But I strong I uh I'm proposing to give him the death penalty and pardon everybody else because he it's his fault. Let's blame Trump gonna Go do this so the case is effectively dead donald trump is not being reinstated as president 387 <laughs> members of congress along with biden and harris 
are not being well, expelled so be we can all rest easy, right? Republicans. Like, we don't have to worry that the Supreme Court is going to reinstate Donald Trump. Here's the thing that worries me. Our judicial system is beyond broken. The fact yeah, that this case could even get to the Supreme Court is insane. Like, you have a lawsuit brought by three yahoos out in Utah who have no idea clearly how the government works or how the rule of law works here in this country. They file this lawsuit. They get smacked down and smacked down and smacked down by every lower court until they make it to the Supreme Court. And I understand everybody constitutionally oh, is entitled to your day in court. But my God, can we fix this system to where a group of wackos aren't allowed to take an idiotic case like this that has no merits whatsoever? These, these guys don't even have standing to do this? Like, that's, that, that's what blows my mind. Yeah, how did they get that far? It should have it been dismissed disturbing. with prejudice, meaning that it cannot be refiled because they do not have standing to kick out the president of the United States. They do not have the standing to expel the vice president or the standing <laughs> to dismiss or expel 387 members of Congress. It should not have been allowed to get this far. <laughs> this system needs to be revamped. Just because you are entitled to your day in court does not mean you are entitled to take whatever piece of trash you find and go hand it to the Supreme Court. But that's where we are. And that's what happened. And to make matters worse, in December, Mike Huckabee, on his substack, former Arkansas governor, his daughter is now the governor of Arkansas, former presidential hopeful, uh, uh, cable news host, I guess, too. You can add to Mike Huckabee's resume. He posted on his substack that the Supreme Court had decided to take up the case. And according to the reports, he argued that because they want to take up the case, it shows that there's some merit to it. And ultimately, that's the problem. Not, not only that he was 100% totally wrong about that. I don't know if it was intentional or unintentional. Maybe he got bad info. I can't say that. I wasn't there. But the thing is... Even having the Supreme Court consider it, you know, having to sit down and have a conversation about whether or not to take it, that lends it a little bit of merit. That's what is so infuriating about this. That's why it pisses me off. We, we have to rethink this system. We need a better system in place to where you can't just file whatever stupid lawsuit you want to file with no repercussions and almost get it in front of the Supreme Court. Kind of tells you that this system is beyond repair. Maybe it's time to rebuild. Hi, everyone. This here is little Athena. And Athena would like to know why you haven't subscribed to Fair and Balanced yet. So please, don't let Athena down. Subscribe today. Athena? Georgie, I look. Athena Vardabox is here. Ralph, that's the chewy fuck. She's just a girl, not a woman. Pussy box with. She's a woman. Just a girl, just a girl. She's just a girl. She's out in Utah, who have no idea clearly how the government works or how the rule of law works here in the country. They file this lawsuit. They get smacked down and smacked down and smacked down by every lower court until they make it to the Supreme Court. But my God, can we fix this system where a group of wackos aren't allowed to take an idiotic case like this that has no merits whatsoever? These these guys don't even have standing to do this? Like that that that's what blows my mind. It should have been dismissed with prejudice, meaning that it cannot be refiled. Because they do not have standing to kick out the President of the United States. They do not have the standing to expel the Vice President or the standing to dismiss or expel 387 members of Congress. It should not have been allowed to get this far. This system needs to be revamped. Just because you are entitled to your day in court does not mean you are entitled to take whatever piece of trash you find and go hand it to the Supreme Court. But that's where we are, and that's what happened. 
And to make matters worse, in December, Mike Huckabee, on his former presidential hopeful, Table News host, I guess, too, you know, the Mike Huckabee president. He's who's for the suspect that the Supreme Court had decided to take up the case. And according to the report, he argued that because they want to take up the case, it shows that there's some merit to it. And ultimately, that's the problem. Not not only that he was 100% totally wrong about that. I don't know if it was intentional or unintentional. Maybe you got that in. I can't say that. I wasn't there. But the thing is, even having the Supreme Court consider it, you know, having to sit down and have a conversation about whether or not to take it, that lends it a little bit of merit. That's what is so infuriating about this. That's why this is wrong. We, we have to leave virtual system. We need a better system in place where you can't just find whatever stupid lawsuit you want to file with no repercussions. Almost get it in front of the Supreme Court. I just tell you that this system is beyond the Maybe it's Hi, everyone. This here is little Athena. And Athena would like to know why you haven't subscribed to Fair and Balanced yet. So please. Don't let us see you down. Subscribe today. She's a woman. Just a girl, just a girl. Just a girl, just a girl. She's a girl. Sarah, get along. <clears throat> right, let's see what other weird shit is going on. Okay. Back. Supreme Court looked at this lawsuit, actually had a discussion about it, and then said, you know what? Yeah, we're not. Exclamation point. I just saw something posted about this as if it was going to be seen. Oh, sure. Making it seem like the Supreme Court exclamation point Um, Farron Cousins is his name. She's just a girl, Athena. Farron Cousins? Oh, yeah. Farron Balance on Twitter? Donald Jackass Trump. She's gonna, just a girl. Not gonna do this. Athena. Zelensky calls Trump a liar. That's fucking. 
Red, uh, thumbnail. I love that thumbnail. <laughs> so, folks, a big surprise happened today. Something came out of nowhere, catching everybody <laughs> off guard. And for once, it was actually good news, rare as that is. And it's good for a couple reasons, both because the thing actually happened, but also because it entailed the total and utter humiliation of old Donnie and his movement. And of course, I'm talking about Biden's trip to Ukraine to meet Zelensky and other people and all of that, demonstrating, guys, one, not only that the United States and its allies stand with Ukraine at this critical moment against Putin's Russian you know, right-wing fascist Trump-aligned aggression, but also it demonstrates the failure of Trump and, and most of all, the lies and dishonesty and BS of Trump. And this includes not only multiple media sources, including conservative media sources standing against the Trump narrative right now on Ukraine and Russia, but also it, all, it includes Zelensky himself calling the narrative of Donald Trump dirty, rotten lies, calling what Donald Trump has been saying dirty, rotten lies when it comes to the relationship of the United States and Russia and Ukraine. So we start with the fact that this trip is being lauded, guys, even by Fox. This could be a game changer. President Biden makes a surprise visit to Ukraine. It was a very well-kept secret. He took a train from the Polish border to Kiev, and even as air raid sirens were sounding, he was meeting with President Zelensky and then walking the streets in a war zone, highly symbolic. The president said he wants to leave no doubt about America's support, end quote, for as long as it takes. Those are his words. The timing here is crucial. The president suddenly pops up. He suddenly appears in a foreign capital that is under attack. He is sticking it to Putin one year after Russia invaded. The Russians are preparing a big push. The Ukrainians want uh, more advanced weapons to push back. That's what this visit is all about. What will we let them have? F-16s? Long-range missiles? The Republicans are not entirely on board on this, and I wonder about far-left Democrats as well. President Biden has made a bold move. All right, now comes the pushback. China has implied it would help Russia's military. The tiny Republic of Moldova appears to be Putin's next target. Vice President Harris says Russia has committed crimes against humanity. The world seems to be realigning. Russia, China, Iran versus America and Europe. One year ago, Western intelligence agencies offered Zelensky a ride out. Russia had started its invasion and was expected to take Kiev within a week. Zelensky said, no, I'm staying. Just give me bullets. He's still there. My opinion, give him what he wants. Let Ukraine win. That's my opinion. So you have Varney there making the point that this is a good thing. Creamy this is going to anger Trump and anger the MAGAs because the their whole narrative today is that Biden God. made a mistake going on this trip. He's God. abandoning America on President's Day and blah, 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 blah. When in reality, I think it's probably a good trip to take. I think Biden made a good decision. You know, you can quibble, was this the right weekend, blah, blah, blah. Who knows? But the trip itself was important and historic and I think did send a big message. And when even Fox is praising it at a time where Trump and, and other Republicans too, like DeSantis to some degree, are trying to make this moment a sort of referendum where they say that to stand with Ukrainians, they're not putting America first. I think that's very, very telling. They're already, they're, they're in a sense calling Trump a dirty, rotten liar. And it gets even better in some ways because you have other experts making it clear, including one expert who became famous for whistleblowing on Trump's bribery and blackmail around Ukraine, saying that this move by Biden could change everything. Lieutenant Colonel, good to have you on this morning. I, I wonder, as you see the U.S. president walk the streets of Kiev during wartime, air raid signals sounding behind him, what is the significance of this, in your view, to Ukraine? I'm proud of the president for visiting. This is probably the most important visit that uh, a president has paid to Ukraine. The fifth visit of a president since the uh, independence in 1991. Bill Clinton visited three times. George Bush visited once, actually days before that, created a NATO Bucharest summit in which we offered uh, Ukraine the inevitable joining NATO, but without any specific dates, kind of precipitates these events coming forward since. This is a very, very important visit. This is a demonstration that the president
president of the United States is still the leader of the free world, defending democracies against tyranny. And this is a, a strong signal to Putin, especially that since Putin was informed of this visit ahead of time, that the U.S. will be there. I would almost argue that this probably, you know, several hours that the president was in Kiev were maybe the safest hours in, in Kiev since the start of this war. The, the Russians were not going to launch an attack and threaten the president of the United States, especially when they were going ahead of time. So it's a very good demonstration of support and strength. And I'm glad he did it. Yeah, Jake Sullivan noted to reporters that the U.S. did message this to Russia in advance, a few hours in advance, for deconfliction to, in effect, make sure they didn't launch missiles while the U.S. president was there. I wonder what you believe Putin is thinking right now as he watches this. Uh, things are not going well for the Russian military in the east, even if they're willing to sacrifice troops by the thousands, it seems, on that front line there. Do you think he's scared that he's losing this war? No. I think that doubt has to start creeping into his mind. Uh, Putin's calculation thus far has been that, you know, the longer he goes, uh, the more he stands the chance of waiting out the West. And that in a direct contest between Russia and Ukraine, that Russia has a lot more resources, a country of 140 million people, large industrial base. That is not the message he's getting. The message is that the West will be the U.S. Why doesn't Biden call this uh this is what i would do if i would press call on the international criminal court to uh you know end with the uh, alliance in france and england and germany all of europe the european union and and the united states and canada i'm sure like all, all the fucking countries will you know just ask uh to con- condemn it and to, uh, to apply, you know, to the Hague. Let the Hague take over. Why doesn't the fucking Hague take over and in- indict him like Milosevic? How did Milosevic die? That's a, um, was, wasn't he executed as a fucking war criminal? Or was he in jail? Is he still in jail? Let's see, what happened to Milosevic? What happened to Milosevic? According to Wikipedia, on the 11th of March, 2006, former Yugoslav president Slobodan Milosevic died in his prison cell of a heart attack at age 64 while being tried for for war war crimes crimes at the International Criminal Tribunal for the former Yugoslavia, ICTY. Why did you do the same fucking thing with, with Putin? You're welcome, America. It's like me and Siri solved the world's problems. <laughs> what was he accused of? Crimes against humanity in Kosovo. He was indicted in 1999 during the Kosovo War by the UN's International Criminal Criminal Tribunal, ICT. For the former Yugoslavia for crimes against humanity in Kosovo. Criminal tribunal. Like the ICT. I don't know if they call it ICT, but that's how I'm going to remember it. ICTY. I don't know. International Criminal Tribunal for the former Yugoslavia. ICTY. In The Hague. How did they capture him? How did they capture Milosevic? How did they capture Milosevic? According to International Criminal Tribunal for the former Yugoslavia, in January 2001, the new Serbian authorities placed Milosevic under round-the-clock police surveillance in Belgrade, and began investigating allegations that he had misused state funds and abused his office. They later imprisoned him and charged him with misappropriation of state funds and abuse of power. I'm gonna fucking do that with Trump. 
how was Milosevic removed from prison elections in 2000? The DOS coalition reported Voislav Kostunice won over half of the votes enough to defeat Milosevic in a single round. How did Milosevic, how was Milosevic caught April 1, 2001 after a tense 26-hour standoff with police? Former Yugoslav President Slobodan Milosevic was arrested and taken away from his Tony Belgrade villa via police convoy just before dawn Sunday. ABC News and Wire sources reported that Milosevic was extremely upset over the entire ordeal. Um, abcnewsgo.com Standoff follows Milosevic arrest attempt ABC News um, He brandished a pistol and threatened to kill himself along with his wife and daughter Ernestlan Ivkovic Told writers most of it surrendered voluntarily to include himself in the legal procedure. Government officials have been negotiating for hours with Milosevic, trying to persuade him to surrender and avoid bloodshed. Blushed, says Blushed. They forgot a D. Yugoslav President Vojislav Kostunica. One that he did not want bloodshed, but that no one was above the law of the state was it was to survive. Several hundred riot police lay siege to the house. Several hundred of Milosevic in the second night of the standoff. Milosevic vowed that he would defy the authorities to his death. The raid was bloodless, but there had been gunfire before it was taken away. ABC News reports that Milosevic's 32-year-old daughter, Maria, fired four or five shots, reportedly aiming towards a government representative trying to negotiate her father's surrender moments before he was taken away. Wow. Wow. Serbian Interior Minister <coughs> Dusan Mihailovic said, I've been there, actually. I've been to, uh, not to Serbia, but uh, Bosnia and the former Yugoslavia and Slovenia. I've been sisters from Slovenia which is, uh, Melania is supposedly from there, said police were authorized to arrest okay. Milosevic for abuse of office and financial crimes. Police were, but not so he could be extradited to the UN War Crimes Tribunal and hey, court dates be determined. But not so here. There's no one out who's saying that. Terrier Minister. Um. There's still no indication yet as to when he will be taken in front of a judge. War crimes remain a difficult topic for the Yugoslav nation. Milosevic's supporters fought a war and. They now have to come to terms with the fact that many of their own people, many of the young men from their own families were involved in horrendous and brutal crimes. So, um, Serbs are only just waking up to the news that the man who ruled them with an iron fist for 13 years is finally behind bars. May Serbs wanted to see Milosevic punished for allegedly lining, lined his own pockets at the expense of the Serb citizens rather than for the war crimes he allegedly committed in Kosovo. Many speculate that the level of mismanagement, this government, downright corruption, and gangster-like practices that Milosevic has been accused of practicing will be exposed during the trial. Mismanagement, misgovernment, downright corruption, and gangster-like practices that doesn't that sound kind of like Trumpy Von Schiddler? 
and that at some point he may be called to The Hague based on information that may come out of this trial. USAID hangs in balance. The attempted arrest came just hours ahead of a U.S. deadline for Belgrade to cooperate with the U.N. War Crimes Tribunal or face suspension of millions of dollars in economic aids. Huh, interesting. Yeah, why isn't... Uh, Hashtag Joe Biden. No, no. It's not the message he's getting. The message is that the West will be, the U.S. will be with Ukraine for the long haul. In this kind of scenario, there's really no chance that Putin could win. Uh, he had his su surprise strikes in the opening days of the war. He got as much territory as he could collect, and then everything since then has been a setback. Yes. So now with a contest of, of Ukraine supported by the U.S., he's bound to lose. So that's Vindman. Again, a man who, who we only know about because he's, he was brave enough to stand up to Trump. That when Trump was trying to blackmail Zelensky, you know, back when he was still president, God, those were terrible days, yeah, weren't they? But when call. he was still president, he tried to blackmail Zelensky, saying, hey, Congress approved these deals for you. The United States Congress, in a bipartisan manner, no. approved these things for you. But I'm going to hold it up so you can spy on Biden and, and Hunter and all of that and, 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 and do dirty work for me before I help you stand up to aggression. And, of course, Trump got impeached for that. And Vindman was one of the people. And what he's saying is, whereas Donald Trump's moves made... Ukraine so much more vulnerable, Biden's trip might be the single biggest symbolic move. Of course, there's, there's a lot of material things, giving money, giving weapons, things like that. But the, the single biggest symbolic move that could scare and, and, and so doubt within Putin and his upper regime of leadership. And it continues here with much the same tone. Then we're going to get in to Zelensky interviewing, being interviewed by a right-wing American tearing down Trump's dirty, rotten lies. Let's bring in former U.S. Ambassador to Russia, Michael McFaul. He is currently the director of the Institute for International Studies at Stanford, as well as an NBC News international affairs analyst. Mr. Ambassador, great to see you this morning. Let's just start, just get your reaction uh, to what you saw today, these images that we've been playing all morning, this historic and surprise visit of President Biden to Kiev. What do you think it means for this moment in the conflict? I think it's a brilliant move by the president. Uh, fantastic that he's there. This will be inspirational to the people of Ukraine. And it'll also give President Zelensky a chance to talk one-on-one, -on -one, as he already has done, directly to the president uh, to instill upon him the urgency of why they need more assistance. They need it faster. They need it now. Uh, I was just in Munich yesterday. I was at the Munich Security Conference. I spent most of my days there with Ukrainian officials, members of parliament, soldiers, government people that work for President Zelensky, and the disconnect between how the Western leaders speak about the war and the Ukrainians was palpable. The Western leaders all say, we'll be there for as long as it takes. And when the Ukrainians hear that, they, they hear that this is going to be a long war, and they're working. Don't buy solar panels. Seriously. There is a very good reason why we're saying If you're thinking about buying solar panels, don't. The U.S. government will literally buy them for you. Hear that this is going to be a long war, and they're worried about a long war. They want a short war. They want weapons to launch their counteroffensive now in the coming weeks and coming months. And I think this gives Zelensky the excellent opportunity to make that case to President Biden. 
Mr. Ambassador, you know the man who sits in the Kremlin as well as anyone here in this country. Uh, he's no fan of yours, uh, and I know the feeling is mutual. We can certainly imagine that he's not happy uh, with what he saw today, but tell us a little bit about what you think we'll hear from him tomorrow as he delivers his own speech, sort of a state of the war, if you will, to the Russian people just hours before President Biden does the same in Warsaw. So you can see another expert there noted that this is incredibly important. And again, the subtext and supertext, in a way, is that this is so much different than it would have been if Trump was president. Like, you can make the argument that, you know, this could have happened either way, that the conflict would have happened no matter what, but the, the outcome of the conflict is surely different, given that Donald Trump, again, aligning this new proto-fascist global movement, including people like Obron and Hungary and and, 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 you know, the, the, the Putin in Russia building this right-wing fascist movement, he would have clearly aligned himself with Russia and not with Ukraine. And when he says, oh, I would have solved the war, what he needs to say is I would have given Putin exactly what he wanted. And, of course, at that point, there, I guess the, the, there wouldn't be a need for a war in the same way. But here's Zelensky. And you might remember this, but here's Zelensky. And he's been very careful to not pick sides on American politics. And he still doesn't really do that here. But in his own very careful way, he calls Donald Trump and the Trumpian narrative a dirty, rotten liar. Do you think that uh, different American leadership, do you think that different Western leadership may have prevented this aggression? Uh, there are many Americans that believe that if somebody like Donald Trump were still in the White House, that this invasion would not have happened. What is your position? Well, I believe what's the most important is the assistance from the people of the United States. They are paying the taxes and uh, the money being allocated to support Ukraine comes from taxes and it's all about the humanitarian, financial, military support to Ukraine. So I'm grateful to the uh, current president of the United States as well as to uh, both of the political parties that support us. Sorry if I'll be saying something that you don't like, but for us as the country in war, it doesn't matter whether it's dem Democrats or Republicans. It's the, pre it's the people of the United States that support us, and at this time we thinking of that. When there is a unified position, where there is a strong position of authority to, 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 to Ukraine, that's, then it's important for, for, for Ukraine. And it's not that we're willing to take any risks, because those risks could create many problems for Ukraine. So I don't know what would happen if the president, if Donald Trump would be the president for the United States of this situation, so I cannot predict what would happen. But the values of the United States, they're all the same. I mean, any person could become a president. Some might like Ukraine more, some less. Some might have respect to Putin, some might not. But the values that our country is fighting for are definitely the ones shared by the United States. And it's truly important that United States still have the institutions working despite whoever comes to power. The institutions are working, the senators are working, the Congress is working. It's very important that they're supporting Ukraine. Look, I don't have too much more to add there, but that's the, what, 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 what they're trying to note there, that's Newsmax of all sources, is trying to say, oh, if there was a different people, person in power in the United States, and what he's trying to say is, if Trump was here, wouldn't it have been better for you? Trump is big and tough and strong, Biden is weak, wouldn't the war have not happened? And what Zelensky says is a couple things. One, this probably would have happened regardless, and we like the current president. Both of those things go directly in discordance with Trump. Zelensky, in his very clever, very diplomatic way, is causing, calling the loser ex-president a dirty, rotten liar. And he's meeting with the current president as an ally and, and, and champion of democracy in Ukraine. Can't make a bigger contrast. Mm -hmm. Donald Trump, an ally of fascism, Biden, certainly not. <laughs> what a burn, what a cut, stick your finger up your butt! <laughs>
ride. That was pretty cool. <clears throat> well, what's up, motherfucker? No. Come on, man. Some came out of nowhere catching everybody off guard, and for once, it was actually good news, rare as that is. And it's good for a couple reasons, both because the thing actually happened, but also because it entailed the total and utter humiliation of <laughs> Erdogan and his movement. And of course, I'm talking about Biden's trip to will to the Russian people just hours before President Biden does the same in Warsaw. That's support us. Sorry if I'll be saying something that you don't like, but for us as the country in war, it doesn't matter whether it's dem Democrats or Republicans. It's the, pre it's the people of the United States that support us. And in this time, we thinking of that, when there is a unified position, where there is a strong position of the party, to, 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 to Ukraine, that's, then it's important for, for, for Ukraine. And it's not that we are willing to take any risks, because those risks could create many problems for Ukraine. So I don't know what would happen if the president, if Donald Trump would be the president for the United States in this situation, so I cannot predict what would happen. But the values of the United States, they, they, they're all the same. I mean, any person could become a president. Some might like pray more, some less, some might have respect to Putin, some might not, but the values that our country is fighting for are definitely the ones shared by the United States, and it's truly important that the United States still have the institutions working despite whoever comes to power. The institutions are working, the senators are working, the Congress is working, it's very important that they're supporting Ukraine. Look, I don't have too much more to add there, but that's the, what, 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 what they're trying to note there, that's Newsmax of all sources, is trying to say, Oh, if there was a different people, person in power in the United States, and what he's trying to say is, if Trump was here, wouldn't it have been better for you? Trump is big and tough and strong. Biden is weak. Diaper died. would have not happened? And what Zelensky says is a couple things. One, this probably would have happened regardless, and we like the current president. Both of those things go directly in discordance with Trump. Zelensky, in his very clever, very diplomatic way, is causing, calling the loser ex-president a dirty, rotten liar. And he's meeting with the current president as an ally and, and, and champion of democracy in Ukraine. Can't make a bigger contrast. Donald Trump, an ally of fascism. Biden, certainly not. Um, that would have been fun if Zelensky weren't so fucking diplomatic and said, like, of course not. Um... Trump would have given Ukraine to Russia and not fought or not supported us at all. And how fucked would we have been? Exclamation point.
aggression and war crimes basically um and Okay, so to, re, uh, to read that, in a way I wish Zelensky hadn't been so diplomatic. I wish Zelensky had said, yes, actually Trump would have not supported us at all. Trump had expressed a Putin sympathy for Putin. Trump would have supported Putin's invasion of Ukraine. Everybody talk about giving Zelensky the Nobel Peace Prize. LOL, that would drive old diaper Don nuts. Why isn't anyone in America, or especially President Biden, talking about calling on the Hague International Criminal Tribunal to fucking arrest Putin for war crimes and atrocities, crimes against humanity, all of the above? Stomach's acting like I'm hungry. When we set up TikTok family pairing, you'd be like... I have a sister and she is 10 years younger than me and apparently was raised by her best friends. When I'm 64 Will you still need me? Will you still feed me? When I'm 
There's like an oboe. Paul McCartney. I asked Paul McCartney to be my mentor. <laughs> I don't know if we'd have much in common though. It's too much like my dad. Kind of like overbearing. Mm. Control freak. Everyone's a critic. I tried to make my own um, steak and vegetable pie, but not quite. Would you lock the door? Will you still need me? Will you still feed me? Too bad I gave away that other microphone. No good deed. Goes unpunished. Always enjoyed that. Okay, where's my hat? I'm just uh... <laughs> one minute. Will you still need me? Will you still feed me? When in 64? We'll be old and gray. Do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do
Today I'm going to solve the war with Ukraine and Russia. Everybody talk about giving... Everybody talk about giving Zelensky the Nobel Peace Prize. Because that'll really drive Mr. Trader Trump nuts. Why isn't anyone in America, especially President Joe Biden, aka Dark Brendan? Calling on the International Criminal Tribunal. Calling on the International Criminal Tribunal. Calling on the Hague to indict for war crimes and crimes against humanity and atrocities. Look at Milosevic. I've actually, I was there. And and we can figure out how to charge Trump with the same Milosevic was investigated by the UN International Criminal Tribunal, but actually he was arrested after a standoff a day or two long. For misuse of funds and abuse of power. Let's do the same thing with Trump. Let's do the same thing with Trump. The United Nations International Criminal Tribunal in The Hague was going to try him for war crimes, but he had a big heart attack in prison and died. Hello, I'm Chester, and I'll do one minute TikToks in which I solve the world's problems. Today I'm going to solve the war with Ukraine and Russia. Everybody talk about giving Zelensky the Nobel Peace Prize, because that'll really drive Mr. Trader Trump next. <laughs> Why isn't anyone in America, especially President Joe Biden, aka Dark Red, calling on the Hague to indict for war crimes and 
crimes against humanity and atrocities. Look at Milosevic. Milosevic was investigated by the UN International Criminal Tribunal, but actually he was arrested after a standoff day or two for misuse of funds and abuse of power. Let's do the same thing with Trump. The United Nations International Criminal Tribunal in The Hague was going to try him for war crimes, but he had a big heart attack in prison. Hello, Chester, and I did one minute TikToks in which I solved the world's problems. Today I'm going to solve the war with Ukraine and Russia. Everybody talk about giving Zelensky the Nobel Peace Prize because that'll really drive Mr. Trader Trump nuts. Thanks for 55k on my podcast. Come up. Hashtag politics AF exclamation points. And crimes against humanity and atrocities. Look at Milosevic. Milosevic was investigated by the U.S.